This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It's a story that I began and raised as I started the show and I was talking of course to the issue of KZN and the monies uh for the summer uh, you know, in a party that was going to be held, 20 to 28 million rand that was going to be held down there, that no longer happening. And I think the dates were 17 and 18 or 18 to 19 of November next month. That's how I started the show. But I also started the show by saying, you know what? Um, there has been over the years, uh, uh, South Africa has been talking about an incident that happened at of course the lily mine out there um you know in 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 uh, in the regions and it's to the extent that power 98.7 also produced a documentary on it and that particular documentary was called um uh you know something to to the extent of and dealt with the narrative and the perspective of is there life after death because in essence, when we got there, uh, what had been told to us and what had been suggested and in the belief system is that uh, they would not recognize the death component of it or the dying component of it until actually the container had been retrieved from you know, the, the, the sort of grave that it does lie on. So if you've been watching and listening to what's been happening in the courts, Action SA took on this particular initiative about a year ago, but a year, year and a half, two years ago, and began to visit Lily Mine, uh, talk to the people who are in and around the mine, still camped outside the mine after all these years, and began to get involved from, I think, from a humanitarian perspective, uh, from a political perspective, from a legal perspective, to begin to give voices, as we have in the media fraternity and otherwise, been given voices to the people of Lily Mine over the years. And every year we commemorate, you know, on um, the 26th, what, what was it, February the 20th um, and uh, 2016, we commemorate. Uh, the the kind of deaths of those particular three people, Ivan Mnisi, Prutin Kambula, and Solomon Nerenda. And we, we speak about that. But the, 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 the vastness of what went on there is only beginning to materialize now when we do begin to see what's going on in the courts. And the recent court and the recent magistrate would have spoken more directly to that particular place. In the beginning of the show, I said, you know, for all what's worth, give Action SA the credit that Action SA deserves. They took on an initiative that, in essence, government had a responsibility and a constitutional responsibility to. Amongst others, the police have been criticized, the DMRE have been criticized, in amongst others for the kind of things that went on at those particular mines. My standing and my point at that particular time when I introduced the show was that I hope that 
everything that those particular people who have gone through so much, if at the end of the day they get it, then well done to them because it is well deserving and it is about time. I've been to that part of the area and I've seen them and I have interviewed them many a times in those makeshift tents that are outside the particular mine. It's not a healthy situation, but they are there. And government, government should have been listening to this particular, to those particular voices a long time ago. Lerato Ngobeni, Action SA spokesperson, joins me now from an Action SA perspective, but we're going to be dealing with the broader issue of what happened also at that Lily Mine on, of course, February 2016. Lerato, welcome to, to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you? Hi, Denzel. Um, thank you so much for inviting us. And uh, yeah, um, you know, hello also to uh, the Power FM listeners. Uh, it was actually February 5th, uh, 2026, uh, yeah. and not 20th. But yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah. Right. No, it's fine. Mm. I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah. We just came back from Lily Mine uh, yesterday. Yeah. So, so, so when, Lerato, when, just, just to, to revert back to, to, to formalities a little bit, when, when did Action SA actually begin to, you know, I, I, I do remember the visit and, you know, Herman Mashaba was, was there and, and he began to talk and, you know, there were funds made available at that particular point also from, from his own pocket and from the party's pocket as well. But just remind us how long Action SA has been involved with, with you know, the, the whole Lily Mine initiative and the, and, and, the, and the journey that, you know, the people outside that mine still continue to take. Hmm. So uh, thank you very much for that question, because it's an important question, mm. um, because, that, you know, people need to draw distinction um, when they speak about, you know, what some of us get to do in the space. And oftentimes it's called politicking. We were talking about it the other day, mm. uh, that if politicking benefits humanity, then so be it. If justice um, is served uh, due to politicking, then so be it. And actually mm. that's a very good cause um, and a noble cause that one should indeed pursue. Yeah. Um, you know, if you remember, the before Action SA, there was the People's Dialogue, the process through which uh, President Herman Mashaba, who was then former mayor of the city of Johannesburg, receiving mm. calls uh, to form his own political party, decided he wasn't going to be able to do that on hearsay. He mm. wanted to go around the country and consult um, and see whether this is something, you know, that they would, you know, support, if you know, broader society would support. Mm. And so um, Harry Mazibuko, who, who um, is the spokesperson of the family, um, you know, heard about the people's dialogue made contact with the People's Dialogue, and through that process, got in touch with uh, Mr. Herman Mashaba. Mm. And so Action SA was not yet born at that time. Yeah, uh, We take it over, uh, and so in, in total, it's almost four years now mm. that Herman Mashaba it, himself has been involved uh, with the families at the mine. Mm. And so that's how long that it has been. Uh, it started out with the People's Dialogue. And then, of course, we took it over as we... When we progressed into Action SA, we took it over as one of uh, the causes that we're championing among mm. others in the country. Mm. Yeah, Lerato, I want to deal with two aspects towards towards this particular, you know, case, and 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 I'll tell you why. I'll deal with, you know, the the monetary and the financial 
aspect and and you know the 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 emotional journey that 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 comes with that or rather the emotional mm. journey that then's impacted by you know the monetary mm. aspect because they've stayed there mm. and they've camped there and then mm. there's also the retrieval aspect you know mm. of of the 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 whole process in itself and I don't want to you know uh, combine the conversations because I think mm. sometimes they they are two very diff, you know co- different conversations mm. but but let's let's just go back then to to recent times we we've now got a magistrate who has declared you know that the persons in the container are no more in essence they are dead and and in in one of in in that particular place where you know the pronunciation of being you know somebody's child being being dead i saw the devastation in in the court amongst the family members i saw the devastation to the extent that you know um there somebody passed out and and you know from from just the mere announcement that you know formally and legally their daughter was pronounced dead that that is that is the different conversation to to the one where of course you're talking about politicking and and for a good cause that that whole aspect of 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 somebody being uh, being declared dead because the legal process needs and is based on that particular point sometimes that was necessary within the whole journey was it because from my understanding it was also holding up either a legal process and or you know civil and or other you know uh, criminal action that could be taken i mean I can't say it better than what you have. Mm. Um, the human impact of, 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 of this tragedy is so vast and so unimaginable and so inhumane um, that, you know, it is outrageous that you have civil society um, who are coming to the table and you have a government that is silent on this issue. Um, that is the tra- tragedy of this case. Mm. Uh, I met for the first time the daughter of, of uh, Yvonne Mnuti, Mm. Uh, the son, actually, sorry, yeah. the son who's 18 now. Yeah, and there was uh, a the daughter was, who was a few months old. A few months old. Yes. Um, you know, when 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 the parent, um, you know, you know, mm. fell fell to 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 the depths of the mind, to the failure yeah. of the mind. We've got uh, the brother of uh, Ciso, the brother of um, um, of Pretty, you mm. know, mm. Um, who who. You know, it's so it's so it's so traumatic uh, visiting Mililiman every time. Um, I have not seen a family cry every time. Every mm. time we we are there, there is just a sob as if people died yesterday, mm. and that comes from you know the sheer need for closure, the sheer need, uh, even though they are pronounced dead. But you know that we all um, have the need to bury our loved ones with dignity. Mm. We all need to know where exactly they were buried. Um, they can't just be entombed there. It means that those families will never be able to move on from that mind. Mm. The umbilical cord that rests in the belly of the mind, with their children inside that mind, mm. um, will never will they will never be able to move on. Mm. You know, and and a lot of you know sometimes you you know you hear people saying they must move on. Those people are are, are in there. The container can't be retrieved. But it is not something that you can. You can fathom. I mean, I think a lot of the times when statistics and and, and events happen to other people, mm. uh, it is you know it, it, it's prudent for us to to put it at our own doorstep and say, how would it feel if if this were me? Mm. 
Mm. And I've had my parents pass away. And I know that there is no way that I would be able to move on with my life had they passed on the way that uh, Pretty Solomon and, 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 and Yvonne have mm. passed on. Mm. And so, I mean, the magistrate was groundbreaking uh, for the magistrate to come out and, and pronounce them uh, as deceased because mm. Mm. There, there are no bodies at this time. Mm. But probable cause says they are because they've been in that, in that container for seven years. Mm. No food. I mean... Just logic and science, mm. I will tell you, unless by some sheer miracle, uh, when that container is eventually retrieved and we find them still breathing, it, is, uh, it must be hot or very cold down there. Mm. Um, there is no air at all, no oxygen flowing through. Mm. Um, there's no water, no food for seven years. Mm. Uh, I haven't heard um, of a statistic where somebody can survive that long without nourishment. Mm. And so we were quite pleased with that judgment. And which means, and as you rightfully said, um, actually now gives impetus uh, for, for criminal charges to, to ensue, um, as well as civil, civil charges, which we announced that we are going to pursue on behalf of the family. Sure. Lerato, that this second component of, and, and that's why I'm starting there, and, I, and, and I'll get back to the emotional and the other, the second component uh, is key to you know the 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 demands by those specific families, the three families who are of course you know involved directly, uh, and and the mine workers who of course then you know were left unemployed and 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 are you know uh, subject to to what of course then began to hap- to happen there. Are you also dealing with it in in? that particular two-phase space as well. Yes, there's the emotional and legal and and other elements that, you know, and human elements that, that are being dealt with, but there's also the very practicality and and sometimes, you know, arguments have been made that it would cost too much to retrieve that container. Is Is that particular option still as viable as when Herman Mashaba started all those years ago, four years ago, where he was talking about we will retrieve the container from underground and that is one of the things that we, we you know we, we want to see done. Is that still amongst others bringing justice for those individuals there? But but the practical element of 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 retaining or you know you know bringing the container back so that the remains are then given to the families is that in as much an an important aspect to this as it was then and 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 you know practically as as potentially it could be now well Denzel, this that is central to to the fight right um it's an abomination to say that um, it's, it's too expensive to retrieve the container. I, I, mean, I raised, you know, Lerato, I raised yes. that because, of course, I've, I've heard the DMRE say to some extent no, the that mine that manage- is the man manage- managers the mine have also has said, said that. that. Yeah. yeah, the mine management, actually, the, the, you know, I was at uh, that meeting at the mine when uh, Mike McChesney, who's the CEO of the mine, mm, yeah. uh, came out to say exactly that. Well, let me tell you that, firstly, in fact, uh, one of the speakers uh, at yesterday's um, uh, event that we had at Mine, you know, said something so poignant that I didn't think about. Mike McChesney, after the court judgment, came out to say that mine, that uh, uh, um, a pillar collapsed as a result of the Zamazamas. Mm. And you know, the one, the, the the representative of the Royal House of Zamini, who 
are responsible for that area uh, from a from a from a royal leadership perspective. Mm. You know, it came out to say Machesney is the is the head Zamazama. <laughs> You know, mm. um, Zamazamas are going in and out of that mine. It is they are continuing to mine gold in there. Mm. Machesney continues to go up and down in that mine. He's very well aware of the activities that are going on there. Mm. And so our case right now, we are pursuing um, the issue of the mine being retrieved. Mm. Before we even went on to proceed uh, in the fashion that we have proceeded to date, um, assisting the families, is that we had to establish whether that container was retrievable or not. Mm. And, it, and it's the basis of our fight that that container is definitely retrievable. The condition of the business rescue um, a plan is such that whoever gets to bid and win the bid to buy off over that mine mm. would do so on the condition that the container is retrieved. Mm. And at, the, at this point in time, there is a bidder who has uh, who has uh, committed to that course, mm. who is a, a viable bidder for that mine, but the mine management is delaying that because they know that once that container comes out, you then have the evidence that you need, and already the courts have have um, have ruled that um, they are culpable in this in this tragedy, and so definitely criminal charges would ensue, and they would have to they would have to to answer to that. They did have reports. Uh, that that let them know that it was not safe um, to mine around around that pillar, mm. and they continue to do so because they put profit ahead of people, and that can't be allowed to go on. I don't know if you remember, but in 2010, mm. uh, the Chile uh, Chile had the same incident. We yes, had and here. which they which they went and retrieved every single person. They went and retrieved. It was 30. Uh, I think it was about 34 miners, mm. and and the container had fallen over 700 meters underground. Mm. The lily mine container is just above 60 meters underground. Mm. That just has to tell you how in that instance, In that instance, they had to, you know, go through and submerge themselves in water as well to get to that particular space. Mm. They did that. They, they were able to drill a, a, a tunnel that would, you know, send water and food and supplies um, to the miners up until, you know, they were able to retrieve the container. The entire Chilean government put everything at a stop at a stop still mm. and went and made sure that their miners were retrieved. I mean, how much is a human life? Are we not valuing South African life that our government can't fight and our government can't order um, the mine management because now they're telling us it, it's private property. It isn't private property when it, it has affected South African life. And so we are pursuing um, that the container be retrieved Definitely, we are pursuing that there be uh, uh, civil charges because there is the, that those families deserve compensation. And when the mine management says uh, it's too it's too much to retrieve the container, I just I just wonder uh, what they're going to say mm. when the day that, when the day of judgment comes for them to compensate uh, those families for the seven years of trauma that they've put them through. And so. If they think this, this, there's not enough, they don't have enough money. Well, they have to. They must. They must, you know, scrape all of their barrels wherever they are. The zamazama work that is continuing at that mine, whatever monies and proceeds that they, they they are able to 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 garner from that illegal activity, they must make sure that they are they are putting it uh, you know safely somewhere because definitely um, justice is coming for them and there's nowhere to hide and there's nothing they can do about it. And the two judgments that we've now 
uh, gotten from the constitutional court and the Bombella mm. magistrate court, mm. um, uh, you know, let us know that that, that day is very, is very near, nearly coming. Lerato, I'm going to take a few calls. Lerato Ngobeni is Action SA spokesperson, and they've been involved with the Lily Mine, you know, uh, tragedy for the last four years. And over those last four years, we're, of course, at some point stagnant and, and the voices might not have been heard and, and you know, uh, action by DM, DMRE and, and the mine and all the court cases and, and, and the miners almost left, left to their own, having to dig into their own pockets to go to court and travel to court as well. And yes, um, you know, it's been a long, long, long journey for them. Let's go to Navari and Mbombela. Navari? Good evening, uh, Denzel, and uh, listeners of uh, Power FM. Sure, bro. Look, we, we sympathize with the the life that has been lost in Mili Mine. Mm. And in many instances, I've visited the area. It was I'm from Bombella. Yeah. The, the most complex part of this discussion is that it's the matters of engineering are highly politicized. And, and in many instances, were, were shared to deal with emotions. Mm. Of, of the trauma of the family of Lily Mine. And we don't get the real story yeah. of the complexity of mining in that area. And it's quite problematic because uh, this is now used as a political football uh, more than anything else. And the truth is that is that it's not an easy issue to deal with. Mm. That's, that's one. Secondly, is that, uh, is that uh, besides the fact that it is an issue of private mining company, all the time, when this uh, a, a person of, of uh, what Action SA mm. speaks, they mm. speak as if the, the government ought to have been responsible to retrieve those people. Mm. And in all fairness, the dropping of the government comes into being. And to me, I think it's propaganda, mm. which you must dispel with the contempt it deserves. That matter is very complex. It's very difficult to retrieve those people. Even if the day they thought that would happen, I think it would take more than 20 years to do so. Because that area is slippery. This area, you can't access that area at Lily Mine. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone sitting here, all of us, celebrating the fact that people are still inside there. Mm. And, and if, if they think that they can make us believe that, that people are clipping in, that people are still inside the mine, I'm surely that is naive. So I'm saying to this lady who's speaking, that they can help those people, they want to, want to help them. They can criticize this matter and they think that they'll get vote out of it. But the truth that it's this is a complex matter of engineering. It's not even about who feels what about who. We have tried, we have SGO Benz has went to that area, we have met with the mines, uh, minister of uh, <laughs> have dealt, in fact, everybody else has done everything they could. But I can tell you now, Denzel, they can... Navari? Navari, Navari, Navari is gone. Yeah, I had so many questions for Navari. And I hope Navari, and I hope we can get Navari back. I, I, I have a few questions for Navari as well uh but but i want to i want to state i want to state them when he is in a position to hear me uh and and can actually hear me let's go to arnold in mabupane arnold yes uh, <clears throat> as a, uh the last bit about what namari just that comment or his comment the better mm. he must just be actually sure. himself yeah i've got one question to 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 leadership in Malapo. sure bro. um yeah uh, leadership uh, and and um before I ask my simple question, I just want to say, uh, as the party, let's continue doing the good job mm. and let's uh, let's speak South Africa. Mm. Now, my question to you is: um, after what the magistrate has said, yeah. does this mean now the families are going to be 
or are going to receive uh, death certificate because now the magistrate has officially said them that. And uh-huh. I take it that they didn't have death certificate before. So that this means they don't have death certificate. And thank you so much for that. Sure, that's Arnold in Mabopane. Let's go to Reggie in Pretoria. Reggie? Reggie, are you there? Reggie, are you there? I'm going to come back to you, Reggie. Navari Mbombela, your line got cut, Chief. Um, and, I'm and, not sure why. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why. National Intelligence or ESCOM or whatever is working with us. But Someone is sabotaging me. Yeah. Navari, here's, here's, here's something I want to put to you, Navari, about the, the complexity of, of the issue that you do raise. And, and it is complex in, in, in various ways, from a legal perspective, from retrieving the mine and whatever. Do you do you and and you know on, on, on the governmental on the governmental reasoning of you know getting them out uh, in essence and private and government responsibilities I, I get that you know where where sometimes you can make a legal argument that it is the private company and a private mine that needs to deal with it and in a lot of instances when they put their hands up in the air and they say, we cannot deal with it, maybe for monetary and or other issues, for example, also that were given. You said it's slippery and slidy. Those issues were given and, and engineering arguments are made. Don't you think that government sometimes, like a decision to go and withdraw the money for the summer, makes a decision on that basis based on the kind of humanitarian arguments that are being made at a particular time and what's best sometimes at that moment for the citizens of the country and not in essence from a monetary concern or who is responsible, you know, concern from a humanitarian aspect and from a citizenry aspect. Would you not and can you not also argue that government could have come to the party and said, Yes, with the public sector, we will do one, two, and three, and we would be there already. Had government had that, maybe, you know, humanitarian look at what was a, a real, real disaster in that part of the world. I can't believe okay, that, I can't believe, hold on, Navari, I can't believe no, that government yeah. would sit back and say, I've seen a disaster happening. There is a community out there that's going through the most. And because it's not our responsibility, we're not going to get involved. And so, you know, let the mind deal with it. That's, that's what me and you should. Actually, I'm asking yourself the same question. Mm. What, the way you're asking me that question, I'm asking. So the assumption is that government did nothing. Mm. You know why? It's because you brought a politician in the studio to speak on the... And Navari is going to... The mine? Yeah? No, no, you should have brought the mine. You should have brought the uh, Department of Mineral and Energy to talk to you with this person there. Because you see, when we sit here between me and you engaging on this mm. matter, it's a political football. So they will tell you exactly what are the issues there, other than listening to someone who's going to speak for a party to score political points. That's what I'm raising. Navari, let me... I'm actually very Navari, no, no, actually mm. very worried about that because what no. it means... Mm. Now listen, Denzel. Yeah. Listen, Denzel. What we are doing here, between me and this lady speaking now, is people are not expert in the issue. Navari, and all of us who can speak yeah. on this or and again, sure. right? Navari, so and, here's, you, and here's the point, Navari, and here's the, and here's the point, Navari, that I, that I really want to make about this. I've been to that mine many, many a times. 
And in those conversations I have had, Navari, with those people of the mind there, they have engaged the ANC. They have engaged the EFF. And then they engaged Action SA to the extent that they engaged Action SA. They, they have taken, and if you listen to the documentary, Navari, it's on there. It's in the system. It's Googleable. What happens, what happens when you die? It's in the system. They have engaged the ANC. They have engaged the, the government of the day. They've engaged all of them. And then they engaged Action SA. And four years later, with the engagement of Action SA, we are here. This is where we are. And that's the reality, Navari. Let me see. We're dealing with the matter. We're dealing with the matter. No, wait, Jensen. We're dealing with the mm. matter of legality. We're not dealing with the matter of engineering here. We're not even arrived there at that point. I'm a- Navari, I'm going to leave it there because I do want to take Reggie as well. Reggie in Pretoria. Reggie? Reggie, can you hear me? Uh, Reggie's not coming back. Lerato, from a... You know, Navari, Navari would make the point of politics and political point scoring uh, in this particular issue. How do you, how do you, uh, you know, retort when, when, when somebody says, yeah, you know, uh, you got engaged because of, of the political nature, you, you assessed it and you saw you could, you could actually score points here? I feel very sorry uh, and sad uh, to hear, you know, a, a, a Nivari. I'm calling him by his name because I'm also Lerato. Uh, if he didn't catch my name, I'm Lerato uh, Ngobeni. And, you know, he's talking about uh, politicking. This is a political problem. It requires a political solution. You know, just because we come from a politics that has been dirty and has been very unkind to humanity, that does not make the, the science of politics a dirty one or an untruthful one, or that every single politician is our profession. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with, with being crooks and being unethical, etc. We just come from a dispensation now where the politics of, of our time have led us to that characterization. I, I, I suffer to think who exactly is uh, Nivari speaking on behalf of? And I wish that he would, you know, he was politicking himself, by the way. Um, he said nothing throughout his, his five minutes uh, of, of the call. He said absolutely nothing. I wish he would have taken us um, and outlined those engineering complexities that he's talking about. You know, I often remind people, I used to work for, uh, for Marion Roberts. Marion Roberts is a South African company that was one of the respondents to the Chilean debacle when Chile had the same problem. And we were, we were, we were experts sent to go and save the Chilean people. So you mean to tell me that South Africa does not, cannot do the same for its own people? As I, and I repeat, the Lily Mine container is 60 meters underground. The Chilean container was over 700 meters underground. Now, logic, I don't even need to be an engineer. Logic would tell me that that container is retrievable. We have evidence, which is why we have taken the fight as far as we have. We are not irrational. We are not irrational beings. We're not going to take people to court uh, just because, you know, we have nothing else to do. This is a human story. This is a national interest story. We take it very seriously. We have evidence and we've got scientific evidence and documentation to outline the fact that that container is indeed retrievable. As I speak to you now, I repeat, there is a bidder for that mine who has promised that the condition for them gaining access to mining and the mining rights of that mine would be to retrieve that container. What will it hurt? 
to actually uh, see what the science has said. And the science is telling us that the, the container can be retrieved, and we want to take a chance on that. What exactly is Nivari saying? Is he saying, is he part of that group that is saying the families of the lily miners must sit in that tent where they are sitting, come rain or shine, and the storms that we all run away from that are able to, 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 to literally destroy houses in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in places like, like, uh, like KZN, where houses get swept and cars get swept, and they are able to sit in that, in that little tent and survive through all of that. Who wants to be in a, in living under conditions like that? It is very sad that you have people like Navari, whose, uh, whose conscience has really, I think, have, has left their buildings. Because at this point in time, I would be so ashamed to even call in. He's, he was not even uh, asked to speak to me as a, as, a, as, a, as a panelist so that him and I could debate. He took it upon himself to make a call and mislead South Africans and talk the kind of uh, hogwash, and, 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 and quite frankly, I'm so sorry, the, 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 the rubbish that he's talking. Uh, we are not going to accept that. We have scientific evidence. He must bring his. That tells us how complex it is there. The Zamazamas are going in there every single day for the last seven years. They've been mining. So why is that not complex? But it's complex when it has to come to the, the, that container being retrieved. Sure. We must not be misled, and we will not entertain uh, people like, like Navari in our society any longer. Let me bring Reggie and see if I can bring Reggie. Reggie, let's try again. Third time. Reggie, third time. Reggie, are you there? Re, not re, Reggie. Freddy. Freddy. Ricky. Oh. Frederick, yes. Okay, Frederick. And, and I've oh, got... There's something that I would like to, like, I don't know if my English would be correct. Please. Just just do it in English, Chief. Let's According hear you. To, okay, I'll, I'll switch this one out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one now. Tell me. Are you listening to me, I, guys? I'm listening to you, Freddy. Can you hear me? Fre- uh, Freddy, Freddy, we're going to leave that one right there. Let's go to Nico. Uh in Pretoria Hi. North. Hi. Yes. Hi, how are you, Denzel? I'm good, my man. How are you? I'm good, man. Sure. You know what? I'm an AAC member, ne? Yeah. And I'm so surprised by the lights of people who are so heartless, like uh, 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 Navarre, who comes and speaks on issues that have to do with human lives and is making it political. Hmm. You can't come here and defend uh, the governing party just because you're an ANC member while you're talking about people's lives. I'm an ANC member, I've got, I'm a card-carrying member, but the fact that we know that this organization is very heartless, mm. if those people did manage to uh, 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 approach other organizations mm. and HNSA, whether it's political or not, mm. and mm. I'm not an HNSA member, mm. but if they came and helped, at least they have removed some tears from those families, and mm. someone will come and defend the government just because you want to score political points. Mm. That is disgenuous, and it's, 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 I don't even know what to call it. For someone who's that heartless, you come and put political points while people are being helped and people are crying. Mm. Nico, not right. thanks for the call, Nico. Thank you. That's Nico. Lerato, let's, let's engage. So, so constitutional court, magistrate court findings are, are, are really damning. Uh, you know, we've, we've gone beyond the extent now. Uh, of 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 the certification of death that's the one component but then of course now with that having happened two things can happen 
There's a pronouncement on DMRE's involvement in the matter, and that opens a door to the civil case there. Uh, there's also there's the uh, uh, an announcement by the magistrate around the police and their involvement and their constitutional rights. So the, the, the magistrate speaks about constitutional rights that those individuals have in regards to DMRE and also to the police. In regards to DMRE, it's around the illegal mining that would have happened that led to the collapse of the mine. In, re- in relation to the police, it's around the police not having done their duty around the illegal mining of that particular nature. So here, here's, the, here's the question to you now. In your journey further with the people of Lily Mine, in essence, they have granted Action SA the power of attorney to pursue further legal action and to bring to book and punish those liable for the tragedy. What happens now, Lerato? Um, thanks very much, Denzel. So, yes, uh, we, we, we had to, um, you know, uh, approach the families for a fresh mandate uh, mm. to take them further than this point where we are. This was a really, you know, uh, well-deserved feat uh, for the families. And the mm. previous caller was right to say, you know, a, a little bit of the tears are... are, are are being wiped because they can see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. having reached this point. Now what what uh, what follows is we've taken that uh, power of attorney back to our to our lawyers. Mm. They are going to be working on pursuing the um the civil civil claims. Mm. Uh, as you know that you know the criminal claim also has to go through. Mm. What we have learned over the years is that uh, mine management and all of those who are cited as responsible uh, particularly the mine management themselves, as you know, you know their culpability. They want to tie uh, the families into you know a, a never-ending legal battle, um, mm. and we are very happy that the constitutional court, which is the highest court in the land, has ruled um, against their their leave to appeal, mm. so that they can continue um, in this in this litigation, you know, rigmarole. And so for us, uh, we are going. We now our lawyers are working on it. We will communicate when. Uh, we we finally you know do lay uh, the civil, the civil claim mm. uh, suit and we will we will definitely com- uh, you know communicate with South Africans in that regard and then of course you know criminal charges need to follow um, mm. if people have been declared dead they did not die by natural causes mm. um, they died by by by, by sheer negligence uh, which is what has come out of that uh, that court judgment um, and then we will pursue those as well but at this point in time we're very very focused on making sure that concurrently these things must happen at the same time. You mm. know that it's taken us seven years to get to this point. It's taken the families, uh, by the way, I beg your pardon, mm. your pardon, seven years to get to this point. And so we're not letting, you know, we're not letting them go. Uh, criminal charges will be will be pursued um, alongside uh, civil charges. And so all of those will go concurrently because, as you know, the wheels of justice can turn slowly. And so we're wanting to make sure that um, we are we are dotting our eyes and crossing our T's and fighting for the families as best we can mm. going from, forward. Lerato, from a personal from a personal perspective around you know the families that have not given up and if if you want to locate them you you know you know exactly where to locate them. It's up that particular road. You get to you know a particular you know fork and there they are. Mm. You know about a hundred meters from from the gate. And mm-hmm. and they they have their meetings under the tree, which is opposite, which is opposite the road. 
Harry Mazibuko has been the spokesperson for, for, for you know, the families and, and the yeah. representatives there forever and ever and ever. And, mm-hmm. and financially, they have struggled in essence. How, how have you closed that particular gap also? There's, there's one, you know, aspect of dealing with it from a professional level and from a legal level yeah. and even from a political level, you know, and, and dealing with it. But, but at the end of the day, when, when you look at Harry and you look at, you know, um, the situation of the families in that particular place, I can attest to this. When I looked at Harry today, I was, you know what, Harry, something has happened in your life that might be good. Because when I saw Harry four or five years ago, it was a different scenario. There was just no food. There was no water. They had no support. They were living in these, you know, shabby tents. Um, ha- have, ha- has there been an effort from whichever, you know, support group, even from the party, you know, uh, and Action SA, to help them in, in just in the, in the, in the humanitarian, in the, in the need of everyday sphere? You know, um, I, you know, um, um, Denzel, I, I have to say this, that, you know, the human condition and the human spirit is something uh, that is often, you know, inexplicable. Mm. Um, what, what those folks are able to do, I mean, it's in Guasombila, you know, mm. they, they, mm. they are farming their own food. They're growing yeah. their own food. Mm. Um, there, there is goodwill they, coming they, they on. They cook as a community there on those parts. They cook as a mm. community over there. Um, there, are, there are good South Africans who, you know, visit upon them and give them support, give them blankets. Uh, they've got a community around them. Remember that they are not an isolated group of people. They mm. have families. Mm. They have extended families. They have community members. They have ourselves. We support, you know, the party supports. Mr. Mashaba himself, out of his own pocket, supports uh, the families. You know, Harry will be the best person to tell you mm. the depth of, of you know, the, the kinds of support that they are receiving. But I can tell you that you know, I, I mean, every time I go there, I'm just, it, it just tells you that sometimes those of us who live uh, where we live here in suburbia, we actually forget how to survive as, hum- as just regular, sheer human beings, natural human beings. These guys are doing something incredible there. As to how they survive under the tent, honestly, I have absolutely, um, you know, no idea, but they are surviving. Um, you have when you go in there, there are blankets. You go in there, mm. there's a heater. You go in there, there's a television, a radio. Mm. They're able to keep up with the news. We're able to do um, Zoom calls with uh, with Harry when we need mm. to to strategize and plan and think through, you know, what needs to happen. There's a lot of goodwill that is going their way, and I think, you know, they're praying people too. Um, I mean, their faces unshaking, unrelenting. Mm. I am in awe. Um, of these three families. They have stuck together. They have not fought each other. They celebrate their victories. You know, they stand together through their woes and through their trials. Mm. It, it's something I haven't quite experienced um, at, this, at this level in my lifetime. And mm. I'm, I'm, I feel wholly privileged um, to be part of this story and to be part of their story. And this story is still unfolding. It's still going to be told. There will be documentaries, you know, about the story. It is part of the South African story now. Mm. And if people think it can't happen to them, it definitely can. No one thought Marikana would happen in the way that it did. And it has happened. It has happened and it left scars behind. It left families behind. It left children with no parents behind. 
And that is something that South Africa, as a country that says we um, adhere to human rights, which we should be outraged about. We need all of South Africa behind these families. And they're not the only ones. You know, now we've got Yachas Fontaine, where, again, mine management was warned about, you know, the safety regulations that were being flouted there. And you saw how how the devastation of that community as a result of Yachas Fontaine. That's also to come. You know, what are we going to say? It was complex. It is a complex issue. It's a complex engineering issue. Then the engineers must be brought to book because we rely upon their expertise um, in in all of these projects um, as they put them together uh, for business purposes. Lerata, I'm going to ask you a personal question, um, and 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 you know, it'll maybe just you know, you'll have to dig deep into your your spirituality as well, and 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 it 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 made me think spiritually as well. Then, the 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 constant reference by individuals in that neighbourhood, in that community to the fact that they might still be alive. Yes, the, the death certificates are there and the declaration has now been made. And yet you had the brother. You have the brother who says, you know, when they return and they could return potentially in, you know, in, 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 a, in a live way as, as how they would have left, you know, and, 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 and I, I called the documentary What Happens When You Die based on that particular statement that that young man made to me about the fact that his sister was alive and that she would return and that her kids were waiting for her. How does how does one contemplate that space and deal with it when, you know, the realities of what we know of the mine and the zamazamas and the, how deep it is underground and, and the extensiveness of just, you know, what, what, how life perishes. How, how do you either answer that question or deal with it? Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's human nature. Um, mm. Until, uh, you know, there's a, there's a thing, you know, mm. uh, to get closure. Mm. Um, that's why when, when somebody has passed on, um, there is a moment that the family gets and, and also loved one gets to, to view the, the, the body that is lifeless. Mm. Uh, and somehow that has healing power. Mm. You know, you're able to, 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 your spirit is able to accept mm. that this person is no longer with you. Um, I know this personally because when my you know, brother uh, died, my brother was killed, mm. and we weren't allowed um, to see him because apparently... Um, his wounds were, in, you know, he was in, in terrible shape, mm. and they wouldn't allow us to to see his his, his lifeless body. And I still suffer um, to this day with mm. the closure of of him no longer being here. Mm. For me to remember him as a live person actually continues to haunt me because mm. I know he's no longer alive, mm. and I wish that I would have seen his, you know, his his lifeless face for me to accept and to be able to say goodbye to him so that I also could get closure. Mm. And so I think that stems from, you know, uh, uh, as you were asking the question, I thought about the, the African uh, fig tree, a rock, a rock fig tree, mm. uh, which is, is in Kivenda, they call it Chikululu. Um, Chikululu is, is this, this tree that, that, that breaks apart in an, a rock mm. and grows in a rock. You know, mm. so it's like, it's unsavory circumstances for, for vegetation, right? A rock doesn't have the kind of elements that soil does for a tree to thrive. Mm. But this Chikululu uh, rock fig tree, it bursts through and breaks apart uh, the rock and grows through the rock. 
Mm. And so, 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 so that is, you know, is, is a story that says nature oftentimes can be inexplicable. I don't know if you know that show called I Almost, I Shouldn't Be Alive. Yeah. You know, where somebody is sitting in the desert for several days, mm. having been stung by whatever and by some stroke of lightning, mm. you know, this person ends up surviving. And so I think that that comes from from that place where the families, you know, what a miracle it would be. What a miracle it would be um, that they would come out and, and, and they would be alive. But I think, as I said earlier, um, science does not tell us that that would be the case. Mm. Um, but if it would be the case, my goodness, can you imagine um, the story that you would get out of out yeah. of those out of the out of those people? But we also believe that the human soul does not die, yeah, and that they speak mm. and they are fighting for themselves mm. as they are trapped under there. They are hovering around that mind, and they are haunting everybody who is responsible equally as they are haunting uh, those who love them, who want them, who want them to receive. Uh, proper burials. I can tell you this, uh, when we were, we were about to leave yesterday, the family said, um, even before we can even care about pursuing civil uh, litigation against those responsible, particularly mm. the mine management, their first prize is to retrieve their, that container mm. and to bury their loved ones in dignity. That is all that they are interested in. They didn't even think about a civil claims at all. Mm. The first priority for them, and I think they said it ad nauseum, that what they want is their families out of the belly of the mind and whatever remains of those three members, they want the remains of their family members that they can bury them in dignity. And I don't think that is too much to ask. Sure. Laratun Gobeni, thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. Thank you so much for coming on to Power 98.7. Really, really, you know, emotional topic. Uh, you know, and like I said, uh, Power 98.7 also, you know, produced a documentary about their lives there. And that documentary is, of course, what happens when we die. Based on that question or, you know, the question that was asked, uh, you know, what what happens now? Ratun Gobeni, thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Action SA spokesperson, Ratun Gobeni, joining us here. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.